Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, my name is Monty Walden. This is the Italian Wine Podcast, and today with me is Henry Devar, who is a wine educator based in Las Vegas. Welcome. Thank you. Pleasure and an honor to be here. So, what does a wine educator do in Las Vegas, apart from educate people about wine? It's more about exciting people and uh, getting people talking about wine, getting people comfortable with wine. That's the first step. Why is that important for you? For me, it's important because of the staff that we're responsible for. More than training, he's keeping exciting about wine and understanding that wine is more than just a transaction. There are many levels of um, care and uh, livelihood that go into making any given bottle of wine. And for me, uh, most of those livelihoods happen to be Italian, or at least my connection to wine started with Italian wine. So just describe how your connection began. It started over a bottle of wine, two bottles of wine, Tarazzi in this case, and Amarone. So Tarazzi is from Basilicata, south of Italy, made with Primitivo, yeah? Alianico from sorry, Campania, sorry. yes, sir. You can cut that bit out, sorry. And then Amarone from uh, the Veneto. But both styles of wine, that, to my palate at the time, were very, very approachable, and they gave me, they pushed the right buttons, so to speak. Okay, so what's your job title? I'm a wine educator and business development manager. So my role uh, overlaps education for not just our wine sales team, but the community at large, but also as a communications manager, really putting out effective communications and media that uh, gets people at least talking about wine. We work in a large company that sells not just wine, but spirits and beer. And uh, in a town like Las Vegas, driven these days by nightclubs and pool parties, sometimes wine gets lost in the shuffle. We want to bring the conversation back to wine. So you're, you're a wholesaler, you're an importer. What's exactly, how does it work? What's the mechanism by which you're, you're reaching your my customers? Com- my company does both. We import wines and we wholesale wines as well. Where did you grow up? I grew up in New York City. Okay. And your parents? My parents, we came over, we were immigrants, we're Russian immigrants. So I was born in Moscow. My dad drove a cab. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So when did they move over? We came over in 1974. And how old were you then? About a year old. Right, okay. And did you have wine at the table in uh, in the family home or not? No wine at the table. Wine came later. Wine came about the time about college where most people get introduced to new things in their lives and I went to college with a few folks who were interested in wine and we all attended the same wine classes I got to go to my first wine class at Windows in the World with Kevin's really and uh, after a few more wine classes I eventually en- entered the restaurant business and uh, I got invited by my first wine director master sommelier Roger DeGorn to a tasting with his front of house team and I was a pastry chef at the time and they were tasting wine and swirling the wine and pulling out all these wonderful flavors in wine and I was still nosing the wine saying oh it smells like wine and um, that made me realize I needed to go study a little bit more. So how did your love for Italian wine in particular develop? Obviously when you were studying I'm guessing you were getting like mainly French wine maybe some Californian wine. Started with French wine and California wine I guess because I was so young I couldn't afford the good stuff so when I finally was able to afford something delicious and it happened to be Italian it just love at first sight. Where was the love coming from? I think as a young wine drinker, the wines that I had selected at that particular day just, like I said, pushed the right buttons. With Amarone, you have luscious texture that a lot of new wine drinkers are often seeking. 
and uh, tension. Alianico specifically has this wonderful tension of, of sometimes ripe flavors undercut by this nervous acidity that grounds the wine, and it makes you it makes you think a little bit more than you might otherwise. So the wines aren't necessarily simple. There's always counterpoint, and this counterpoint, this tension is very very intrinsic to a lot of Italian wines. And I think when people taste Italian wine for the first time, they they stop to think a little bit because they've never experienced a sensation like that. So that combination of lovely juicy ripe fruit and that sort of tight backbone to the wine which makes the wines great with food right in the case of amarone at that moment it achieved something that i'd never experienced before amazing you got a real real conversion immediate immediate and then you know at that that same time there was a change in italian gastronomy in new york that was the time that mario batali was just started becoming famous in new york and changing the scope of italian wine changing the reach of italian wine and what he's achieved in the last 15 years speaks for itself so what do you mean about making it a bit more ambitious or making things more simple more easier easier for people to understand just normal consumers i think it moved italian wine away from uh, red checker tablecloths and straw flask chianti to a more regional italian wine and especially his cooking was a very lusty cooking it involves a lot of braising a lot of uh, that quinto quarto movement i think that begins with mario batali in new york and um we caught on to that and once you taste italian food that's like that you start wondering about what is this other italian food that i'd never heard about and then you start understanding or at least exploring regionality in italian food and it's the regionality in italian wine that makes it so special and that's whenever i teach about italian wine and people ask me well what is italian wine well, italian wine is not one thing if you want to make it simple you start by talking about 20 different things in 20 different regions and there are people who who've come along the way, who've sent that same message. I think it begins with Waverly Root. I think he wrote his first book in 19, what, 1950s, Food and Wine of Italy. Uh, David Lynch followed in those footsteps with Joe Bastianich writing Vino Italiano, and they broke down Italy into 20 regions that, just by reading the book, everybody wanted to re- visit and read and drink those wines, rather. And I was one of those people. And you know, now comes Ian Dagata, who's written the manual for the next generation of wine lovers. So sure, we have the internet now. We have a lot more information. We, as wine lovers and food lovers, understand about the 20 regions of Italy. And now we're really starting to celebrate the, the true Italian patrimony, which is its native varieties. So I think that as, as the end consumer has evolved, um, there's been a need for deeper exploration and a celebration and a protection of what Italy does does best when it comes to food and wine. Well, what a great uh, enthusiasm and knowledge also of, uh, of Italian wine. I have to come to one of your Italian wine classes. I mean, the people that turn up, are they curious? They just listen to you or do they ask questions about Italian wine? Hey, listen, I didn't understand what you said there about Primitivo or about Garganigo. Well, I haven't taught specifically about Italian wine. Um, it's a separate story, but the conversations, the education has to be interactive because otherwise it's just a lecture and it's never fun. Okay, so when you, when you started out at college, when you were a teenager, did you ever think you'd end up in the wine business as you are today? I was a career changer, so no. I didn't know what I wanted to do. When I went to college, I thought I wanted to do, quote, business, end quote. And I had no idea what that business was going to be. I thought I wanted to, as, as, a, as an immigrant, I was pushed, encouraged to go out and do something that was going to make a good living for myself. So I never really got to thinking about what I wanted to do. And sometimes I still think about what I, what I want to do. But I think that at this point in my career, I want to do something 
something to honor one the passions that I have but also to honor the people that have gotten me to to where I am and to celebrate the things that I enjoy in my life and I think um, to give back to the Italian wine community that's really embraced me with open arms is a great way to do it you know we, we try to set out on this journey five years ago when my wife and I first left New York to to travel in Italy and try and look for that opportunity it didn't come around at the time but there's certainly a relationship and I spoke about it earlier on with the graduates here the, the Italian wine producers are unique in the world from my experience in that they embrace you with open arms they, they let you into their lives and once that happens you don't let go of that and you become a member of the Italian wine community for life Henry Devar you're considered a fully paid up member been great to talk to you thank you very much for coming in today it's been a great pleasure thank you so much follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook